Hey, welcome to the Learning Little Lessons podcast. I'm Trudy Shar, and this is where we chat about the little lessons God is teaching us to fill up on Him so that we can pour out to those around us, all while pointing it back to Jesus. I am glad you're here, and let's dig in. Today I want to talk about our enemy. You know him, I know him, Satan. And we're going to chat about what he's like. We're going to chat about some ways to identify him and some ways to overcome the lies that he tries to tell us. So let's get started. If there is a lion in your backyard, would you do life differently? Would you send your kids out to play? Would you teach your kids how to know when the lion's around? Would you learn the lion's habits and know when he's going to be sleeping, when he's going to be eating? Would you teach your kids to identify signs that when the lion is hungry? Maybe you'd build a fence to keep him out. I know I probably would. Guess what? The Bible says that Satan is a roaring lion and he is out to get you. It's 1 Peter 5. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour. Hmm. There's a lion in your backyard. Another place, Satan's called the accuser of the brethren. Revelations 12. For the accuser of our brothers and sisters who accuses him before their God day and night has been hurled down. And this is finally when, when, you know, in Revelations, when Satan is defeated, he was finally hurled down. But he's the accuser of the brothers and sisters, and he accuses them before God day and night. Satan knows his time is short. He knows it. Um, other places that we talk about Satan, um, the father of lies in John 8, 44, the prince of this world in John 12, 31, the ruler of the kingdom of the air, Ephesians 2, 20, sorry, 2, 2, the prince of demons, 3, 22. You know, like none of these descriptions are, you know, very exciting, are they? They're definitely someone you want to stay away from. Definitely something we need to, you know, be aware of and take care of, take care to avoid. Uh, but thinking about him as a lion in our backyard, we would take certain precautions against him. We would build that fence. We would teach our kids. We would be aware of the habits. We would not fall into the traps that he would, he, a lion is trying to set. That's Satan. He's a roaring lion. So as we go on in this, we got to keep that in mind. He's out to get us. Satan knows his time is short. But how does he prowl around? What are his habits? What are the things he does to accuse us? So much happens in our minds. It's not a physical enemy. I mean, 
COVID-19, yeah, we're seeing more physical enemies like governors who are trying to take away rights or whatever in certain states. But really, I feel like so much of Satan right now is stuff in our minds, discouragements, lies, junk, he tells us, just, just junk. And I'm going to read a list my friend Marsha put together of things that Satan tells us and what God says instead, because we need to look out for these lies. We need to look out for these accusations. This is how we watch out for this roaring lion. So let's look at that list. Satan tells me I am all alone. The Bible says God is my refuge and help in trouble. He will not leave me. That's in Psalm 46. Satan tells me I'm flawed, defective, not beautiful. The Bible says I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Psalm 139. Satan brings about up fears of the future. The Bible says, let not my heart be troubled. Satan tells me, I'm just going to get hurt again and again and again. Why even try? What's the point? What's the point? The Bible promises when I go through fire or deep water, he will protect me. Satan tells me not to trust anyone. Don't share any struggles you're having. Don't put yourself out there. Don't trust anyone because you're just going to get hurt again. But the Bible tells me, trust God with all my heart and he'll direct my path. Satan tells me to focus on the things that are difficult. Look at them. It's huge. It's big. You're not going to make it through. But the Bible tells me, be of good cheer. With God, it's going to be okay. Satan tells me, I'm too broken. I'm too broken to say encouragement to somebody. I'm too broken to, to do anything good. I'm too broken. But the Bible tells me I'll be washed whiter than snow. Satan tells me I'm worthless and I'm not important. Yeah. The Bible assures me I'm so loved and Jesus died on the cross for me. Satan tells me God can't be trusted. The Bible assures me God is not slack concerning his promises. Satan tells me to give up. I can't do this. But the Bible tells me he gives power to the faint. Satan reminds me of our sins again and again and again and again. Was it really forgiven? Do we really do it right? But the Bible assures us that my sins and iniquities are remembered no more. Satan tells us we should be ashamed. The Bible tells us if we believe Jesus, we will not be ashamed. Romans 10, 11. Satan tells us I need to hide my feelings. I need to, don't share it with anybody. Don't, you know, just hide what you're feeling. Look at the Psalms. They're Full of feelings. And David wrote a lot of them, and he was called the man after God's own heart. Satan tells us we need to protect ourselves. 
The Bible tells us Jesus wants us to hide in him. He will keep us safe. Satan tells us that everyone else has it all together. I mean, just check out Instagram, Facebook. Everybody else has it all together. The Bible reminds us we have all sinned and come short of the glory of God. Satan tells us nothing's ever going to change. We're never going to get any better. The world's always going to be awful, which in some ways it is. But the Bible assures us to wait on the Lord and he will give us strength to deal with it. So those are just some ways that we can identify what, what we're hearing. Ask yourself, which category does it fall into? Is it one of those Satan tells us things? Or is it one of those God tells us things? So often our thoughts and worries fall into the Satan is telling us categories. God never says that stuff. God will tell us, yeah, you need to, you need to change this. You need to tweak this. You need to, you know, maybe you should be a little bit more patient. Maybe, you know, things like that. But he never tells us we're lost. He never tells us we're gone. We're too far gone. We're everything's too big. That's not who God is. So if we have those kind of thoughts, it's Satan. It is Satan. So look at the list. Ask yourself, when you're having a thought, ask yourself, which category is it falling into? Is that something God would say of you? Or is that something Satan would say of you? And if it's something Satan would say of you, go find out what God tells you another thing in revelations 12 we see a couple other ways to watch out for this roaring lion so this is the second way in revelations 12 it says they triumphed over him satan by the blood of the lamb so do you have the blood of jesus covering you this is going to give us victory over Satan. This is what's going to cause us to triumph. And then a little bit further in Roman in Revelations 12, we see and by the word of their testimony. So the that whole those whole verses say, now have come salvation and power in the kingdom of God and authority of his Messiah. For the accuser of our brothers and sisters who accuses them before our God day and night has been hurled down. And they triumphed over him meaning Satan, by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony. They did not love their lives so much to shrink from death. Therefore rejoice, you heavens, and you who dwell in them. And then further it says, he's, Satan is filled with fury because he knows his time is short. But did you hear that? The blood of the, they triumphed over them by the blood of the lamb. And that was the second thing. First thing, look at the list. Ask yourself, which category does it fall into? Is that Satan's telling you or is that God? Second thing, the blood of the lamb. That is key for triumphing over Satan. And then number the third thing, by the word of their testimony. You know, Satan is out to silence our testimony, but we cannot let him. You know what a testimony is, right? Our story, our story of redemption. We cannot let them. We have to keep telling our stories of redemption because he's out to silence it. He knows there's power in our stories. 
there is power in our redemption stories. Okay, number four. So keep telling them. Number four. In 1 Peter 5, we hear a lot about the devil. And that was one of the places where it said the devil is like prowls around like a roaring lion. And the verses surrounding that, that's verse 8. The verses surrounding that has a lot of key things of what we can do. So the fourth one, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God. So at the proper time, he can exalt you. Okay, if we're high and mighty and we don't think Satan can get at us, we don't realize that God is our helper. If we put ourselves in the right in the right state of mind, we realize God is our helper. And we realize that he's the one who can protect us from the devil. So humble yourselves. The fifth thing is also in that 1 Peter 5 chapter. Casting all your anxieties on him because he cares for you. That right there... <laughs> can defeat a lot of what Satan wants to bring to us. Anxieties. And what are we supposed to do with them? We're supposed to cast them on Jesus. Because he cares for us. Satan doesn't care for us. Pretty sure you know that one. But he doesn't care for us. So he's going to fill us with anxieties. But we need to cast them on Jesus. Because he's the one who cares for us. Then number six. Be sober. Be watchful. And this is, this is from 1 Peter 5, verse 8. Your adversary, be sober-minded sober and watchful. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour. That's the whole verse. Be sober and watchful. What does that look like for you? We need to be looking out for this devil. Looking out for this roaring lion. We need to think about, like, how does he get me? What paths does he take me on all the time? What ruts do I fall in? What anxieties do I fall into? What thought patterns do I fall into? And we have to be sober. We have to be watchful. We have to be looking out for him. Because if I'm honest with myself, Satan takes me down the same pathways again and again and again. Sometimes Ethan and I look at each other and Ethan goes, I think you've done this before. Or... This is the same thing you did last time. Like, hello, get get with the program. Like, this is what Satan always does to you. <laughs> and of course, I sometimes don't learn. But be watchful for those things. Like, take a step back and think about, like, what does how does Satan get me? How does he get me all worked up? How does, you know, I heard a story once of somebody who, every time she got down to mop her floor on hands and knees... She would just get the most horrible attitude ever. And she finally realized that that was something Satan was getting. Like, that was a trap that she got into. So she went out and she bought a mop with, like, so that she didn't have to get down on her hands and knees and mop the kitchen floor. It was something that Satan had set out to make a trap. And he knew that every single time she was down there on her hands and knees mopping the kitchen floor... He could get her. Be watchful of those things. What is something you always do that Satan can get you? And then number seven, the seventh way, resist him. This is from verse nine of First Peter 5. Verse nine, resist him. Be firm in the faith. 
knowing the same kind of, of suffering are being experienced by your brotherhood throughout the world. Like, Satan's out to get us all. <clears throat> We're all in this together. We're all in fighting him together. Resist him. Stay firm in your faith. How do we watch out for this roaring lion? Well, for one, let's look at that list. Ask yourself, which category does it fall into? Satan says or God says? Two, the blood of the lamb is key. The blood of Jesus needs to be covering you. Three, the word of their testimony. Don't stop telling your stories of God saving you, redeeming you. Don't stop telling your stories. Four, humble yourselves. Get a good picture of uh, how big God is in comparison to you and make sure you put yourselves under God. Five, cast your anxieties on Jesus because he cares for you. Six, be sober-minded and watchful. Watch out for him. And number seven, when he does come, resist him and be firm in your faith. That first Peter, that first Peter um, five verses, at the end of those verses, we've read like six through nine. Verse 10 says, and after you've suffered a little while, the God of all grace, who's called you to his eternal glory in Christ, will himself restore, confirm, strengthen, and establish you. To him be the glory forever and ever. That's what we're waiting for. Jesus himself is going to restore us, confirm us, strengthen us, and establish us. And when we're doing these things to look out for the devil, looking out for this roaring lion, Jesus starts restoring us. He starts confirming us. He strengthens us. And he establishes us to fight this devil, this roaring lion. Hey, so that is it for this week. If you would like a copy of that list of Satan Tells Me, God Tells Me, and the Bible verses that go along with it, that my friend Marsha Riffiner put together, let me know and I will email you a copy of it. You can email me at learninglittlelessons at gmail.com or if you know my contact information, just shoot me a text or personal message me. See you next week. Bye. This episode has been produced in collaboration with Jersey Limited Media. The theme music is by Scott Holmes and has been adapted for use herein under Creative Commons license. If you haven't already, go subscribe to the Learning Little Lessons podcast so that you get updates weekly. Or visit my website at learninglittlelessons.com for freebies, newsletters, and encouraging blog posts.